welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. This episode, I'm joined by Andy Cope, a coach, trainer and actual doctor of happiness. He studied it for his PhD and gave up his job as a lecturer and now gives keynote speeches around the world as well as in schools. He muses on the 24-7 nature of freelance life, especially when you're starting out and saying yes to everything you're offered because you don't want to say no. He thinks about how we're all suffering from a busyness problem and the pressures of being a well-being trainer and looking after your own well-being. Andy talks about finding your calling, how he doesn't believe there's ever a perfect time to go freelance, and the concept of a to-be list instead of a to-do list. Welcome to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. Today I am chatting to Doctor of Happiness, Andy Cope. Hi, Andy. Hi, yeah. You see, the Doctor of Happiness makes me smile straight away because I know it sounds ridiculous, but uh, (laughs) but, uh, yes, excellent. Well, thanks for inviting me. My pleasure. It's it's such a lovely title, actually. We're going to delve into it shortly, aren't we? A a friend I was chatting to said that you have the perfect surname to be... Uh, yes, Cope, Dr. Andy Cope. Yes, I basically I spent I spent the last 12 years at Loughborough Uni looking at um, researching a subject called positive psychology, which is essentially the science of happiness and the science of well-being. So my job really as a researcher at Loughborough for 12 years was to <laughs> was to seek out happy people and follow them around and then Fantastic. try and document that at a PhD. So, yeah, we can touch on that later. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, tell me what you're, you you dabbled in it slightly there but what is your freelance so i've taken the sort of science of well-being if you like and come at it from a sort of angle of now delivered training and keynotes in businesses and schools actually and, and touch wood i'm just touching my head at the moment is we, <laughs> we've got some really good exposure sad, well sad i mean good news for us but sadly for the world is there's a world shortage of happiness at the moment we're quite an angry place oh, and yeah. therefore workplaces book us to give people just need a spring in their step so i do freelance training but i also I write kids books and I write adult books so that's a bit freelance. Fantastic so a many what they call a multi-hyphen career many side hustles and different strands to your freelance you're not just a one-man band. In yes terms the, hu- the hu- hustling is a good word isn't it I think yes. all the freelancers listening to this uh, it is a bit of hustling and I think I guess I'm quite lucky really is that do you know what I gave up I, like a lot of people listening to this I gave up a very safe secure job with a pension and prospects mm-hmm. as a lecturer at uni and I gave that up in 2005 to do this job. And I remember the day that I gave up, went to the pub with my mates and said, I've jacked it in. I'm going freelance. I'm doing my own thing. <laughs> and they were like, oh, that'll be great. Working from home. You won't do any work and you can have holidays whenever you like. And that, and I did about 10 years of not having any holidays and not having any downtime is that I just put absolutely everything into it, passion and, and hard work. And it's only in the last five years, I think, I've got to a position where I can just relax a little bit and not that I've not enjoyed the, the other 10 years of hard slog, mm. but all of you, you know, I've been hustling for customers and trying to make things happen and build a business to a point whereby it almost runs itself now. Almost. not quite. Yeah. yeah. And it's one of those things, isn't it, where I think people expect when they go freelance that there will be this huge amount of flexibility and there is a huge amount of flexibility. But at the same time, you have got to work very, very hard when you're establishing a new business or even if you're going self-employed and the business is just you you've got to really go for it it's a morning noon and night and often weekend experience well indeed it is it's for me it was a seven day week thing now because I felt passionately about delivering well-being and positive psychology it didn't you know it wasn't killing me working Mm. all those hours but I think what you're doing certainly in the early days is you take anything you say yes to everything don't you and you end up I ended up doing 
lots and lots of traveling and lots and lots of training at a very low rate just because mm -hmm. I wanted to fill the diary. And I used to, honestly, I used to think that that was the way forward. And, and I did that for a lot of years. And I think there's a risk of burnout with everybody doing that. And it's only, I think, taking a step back now. Like, so this was 2005 that I set up my business. Mm. So I'm 15 years down the line. Now I'm old and wise enough to understand that I don't chase, I don't try and fill the diary anymore. I'm, I, pro, I think I might be quite lucky that I've got to, it to a position where I'm trying to not fill the diary now. I'm trying to create gaps yes of, of days and half days where I can actually have some thinking time and working on the business instead of working like a dog and I feel a lot more I feel happier for it and my own well-being has skyrocketed but also I think if I'm in the well-being business it's ridiculous of me to be working 80 hours a week because that's not what we preach in our workshops yeah if you um, burn out so I, because you're doing well it's ridiculous not burning out <laughs> yeah your, your well-being trainer can't turn up today because he's off with stress that is not a good uh, sort of strap line is it not so, so much, I think no. I think that honestly, the top advice is that we've never, never really chased the money. So mm. we've never, we've never set out to, to, to get wealthy. We've set out to be the best training company on the planet. Right. And mm. I think that whether that's training or whether it's being an author or whether it's whatever, whether you're a florist or a chiropodist, you know, going out on your own is if you can be the best in your line of business, then the money will follow. I promise you the money will follow. But if you set out to be, I always say in my keynotes, there's a difference between being really good at what you do, being world-class. And it's that nice. world-class niggly little gap. Wherever I go, I, I see people being very, very good at what they do, but very few people are world-class. And world-class for me, that niggly little gap is when, when your customers, whoever they may be, are going, wow, that was incredible. And I, I think you've got to have a fire in your belly to get out of bed every morning to want to make your customers go, wow. But if you've got the fire in your belly, then I just think that positive psychology and the science of flourishing just helps you, helps you stay there, I think. Yes. And if you can get your customers saying nice things about you behind your back, then you will build a business very quickly. <laughs> That's a great goal, isn't it? To get people saying nice things behind your back. Behind your back, yeah, I call it, uh, it's, it's, it's called, do you know what it's called? Pronoia. There's paranoia, where you think yeah. people are saying horrible things about you. There's actually a word pronoia, which is when you think people are saying nice things about you behind your back. So that's what you, as a business person, freelance, need to set out to do. Oh, is, I mean, it's cliche, isn't it? You go the extra mile and all that. But I think if you're passionate about what you do and you aim to be the best at what you do, then long term, you'll be, you'll be fine. You've got to have it at your heart, haven't you? I think a lot of business owners will relate to the idea that if you're going to start something, even if it goes from being passion project to freelance career, if you don't love it, you're not going to want to get out of bed every day and potentially have a day where you're not being paid to do your work because you're building your business. Yeah, we put a lot of freebies in, you know, and we still do free free gigs now for good causes and we mm. will go and deliver a well-being thing because we're not chasing the money. And quite often we'll do, I mean, I know this, I'm talking about keynote speeches now and talks, sure, but we'll go yeah. and do a talk somewhere, a freebie for an hour, maybe at an NHS conference. But out of that freebie comes about 20 extra days of paid work because the message is good, everybody likes it. They go back to work talking about it annoy you <laughs> and yeah. then we get 20 phone calls saying can you come and do it and then we can charge so quite often a freebie does create well we call it a ripple effect it, you know it breathes life into something and then loads of work kicks off as a result once again it's about not chasing the money it's about trying to do what you do authentically as well i mean in, in, in my phd i looked at um, the difference between a job a career and a calling Ooh. So a job, a job is when you sort of nine to five grinding it out, not really got any passion about it. Log, you know, you come alive at five o'clock when you log off and go out. A career is when it's, you feel more invested in, you've got a bit of progression. Maybe mm. your company's throwing some training at you and you can see a way forward. So it's a bit less like work. Calling is where deep down 
you do it for free. Now you're not doing it for free, but you would do it for free. And it's what you're born to do. It's where your strengths lie. It's that mm. beautiful sort of moment of you get out of bed with a spring in your step because it's like wowzer. They call this work. It's not really work. It's what I love doing. Yeah. And if you can reach that, if you can get your calling. Now, interestingly, the calling is less to do with what you do and it's more to do with your mindset. You don't have to be highly paid to have a calling. You could, you could be a nurse and have a call. That's mm. a calling for a lot of people. So you're never going to earn masses and masses of money, but you're going to be doing something worthwhile that, that, that makes a difference. So yeah, if you can find your calling, and I think most freelancers listening to this will, will, will be doing freelance because they love what they do. They yes. just want to do more of it. <laughs> That's the yeah. challenge always. In their own terms, in, yeah. Let's chat then, Dr. Happiness. Um, does it feel strange <laughs> in yes, some way still. on some level to be responsible in, in inverted commas for well-being? Do you feel... Uh, yes, I am, I am currently at time of talking the the UK's one and only doctor of happiness. And I am vaguely aware that that sounds a bit cheesy. You know? And I actually have, you know, 12 years, PhD. Essentially, if I describe what I did is, if you took a scale, so uh, sort of a naught to, uh, in fact, if you went plus 10 to mm. minus 10. So if plus 10, and it's your feelings, basically. So plus 10 is when you're feeling amazing. So you're yeah. leaping around like Tigger. You've got so much energy and happiness, you, you're going to burst with enthusiasm. Then you've got naught in the middle, which is kind of meh. And then at the other end of your well-being spectrum, you've got minus 10. And that's you at your absolute worst. That's, I mean, that's deadly serious. Yeah. So, so what happened is for 130 years since psychology was invented, it was always about the minus 10, minus 9, minus 8 end of that spectrum. Because what, of course, what we wanted to do for 130 years as psychology was identify people who were really struggling and mm. give them some therapy or some counseling or some medication to make them better. And to getting them to the point whereby, getting to the point of naught to the point of not being ill. And then what the psychologists would do is rub their hands with glee and say, right, that's you sorted, next customer. We'll mm. take the next minus 10 and try and move them to naught. Now I get that and I know that's important and I studied that at uni. But what positive psychology is about is the other end of that spectrum. Not the plus 10, because that's too happy, but the nines, the eights, and the sevens. There are a handful of people in your life that everybody listening to this can think of now, only a handful, who have got energy and enthusiasm and passion and, and, a, and optimism and a, something that leaks out of them. And now psychology has never, ever studied people who are already happy <laughs> right, on the <laughs> yes, grounds of if you think about it in the think about it they're not ill you see so psychologists say well why would we study happy people because there's nothing wrong with them mm -hmm. so i decided to flip the coin psychologically and go against the grain of psychology and actually set out to do the uk's first ever proper academically driven study of the people who are flourishing the people who are feeling amazing so three things i wanted to know that the world doesn't know and it's this who the heck are they for a start? Mm. Who are these happy people? Secondly, what are they doing that allows them to feel so amazing? You know, they're, they're like a plus eight, plus nine on their well-being. And, and thirdly, what can we then learn from them so that collectively society can model those behaviors to move us all towards that end of the spectrum? And, you know, I know it sounds obvious when I'm sat here telling listeners about it, but honestly, for 130 years in this country, nobody has ever looked at happy people before so that's what i did 2005 i kicked it off that's when i i got so enthusiastic about what i'd learned that i um decided to leave the university sector and set up on my own and that's what i do now i i tell people <laughs> i tell people about the phd findings but without the big words because nobody needs big words we just need stuff we can do yes we all need we all need digestible words and, and did you come across a lot of self-employed people in your research do they are they part of the happy brigade uh, yes i know from other people's research that the self-employed 
tend to be very driven and very um, focused on building a business. So they do have more energy and more positivity. But I think, I think it's also very lonely. It can be freelancing is very lonely or it can be. Yeah, I mean, which is one of the reasons that, you know, I've now built this about 20, 25 of us now. We're all over the country and it takes a bit of getting us together. But having, being part of a community yes. <laughs> doesn't half boost your well-being. Being part of something social. So freelancers, you know, join your Facebook group, go to your networking meetings, because it's not just a way of driving business. It's a way of actually feeling part of a community. And your well-being is linked less to the money you earn and more to feeling part of something social and something worthwhile yeah it's so true i've really found a power in facebook groups and i know that facebook for some people is a bit kind of old school these days but there are some really fantastic facebook groups where i think if you're a bit more of a nervous person and you're not quite feeling the happy you can go on there and interact without having to be really jolly because you can read other people's posts and you could like the odd you don't have yeah, to yeah, no, well there's lots of links on there i mean i get <laughs> I get loads of material off Facebook and Instagram and, and people sending me positive stories now that I can mm. then weave into training. And that's just my area. But whatever you're into, you know, milk it. The social media is out there so that you can, it'll send you to other places where you can find more information and it helps you build your brand. Yeah, so, yeah the algorithms can work in your favour, can't they? Indeed, indeed. Yes. And also, I know networking is a chore and I know most people don't enjoy networking. But actually, you know, once you realise, there's a word sonder. Let me, I've done pronoy, let's do sonder, which is a really cool word. Sonder is, uh, basically, what it means is that every passerby in your life has the same insecurities in their head that you do. So although you think it's only you, it's only you think it's only you that's terrified of going networking, <laughs> what you realise is everybody's got the same screaming insecurities in their head that you have. And once you realise that everybody's uncomfortable with it, mm. then it makes you feel a whole lot. Actually, it's quite comforting because I just thought it was me being an idiot, having the neg nagging self-doubt. Oh, you know, doctor of happiness, people won't take you seriously. Well, who are you to stand on stage and tell people about well-being? Mm. And as soon as you realise that everybody has got the same insecurities, we're all waiting to be found out, then actually you can relax into it and, and maybe determinedly go to the network meeting and stand a little bit taller and puff your chest out and just go, do you know what, let's, let's adopt a body language of confidence and just go and shake some hands and go for it. Because yeah. you being confident will make other people feel great as well. Um, so it, yeah it's interesting everybody's 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 got insecurities Sonder I love that I absolutely love that and it's funny to think to hear you say that 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 you might have those feelings because we often assume and I think I have done about you Andy that obviously you, you to me you're very successful in what you do and I was very excited when you said you had time to speak to me for the podcast I perceive you to be a nine out of ten you know in terms of you know your Jenny, happiness I, well I'm, that's nice that if it comes across that way Jenny every single day when I do a keynote speech I'm absolutely racked with nerves and panic mm -hmm. and every single day before I go on a stage in front of a hundred or two hundred or a thousand people I wonder why the bloody hell I'm doing this so you know and I and I deliver well-being and I teach well-being and yet even in my own head I understand that I've got the insecurities it's perfectly okay to, to to not be okay <laughs> you know what I mean it's, it's nothing uh, and I think it's part of the human condition so yeah. nobody, when, at networking meetings nobody really cares how you feel they're all preoccupied with their own sonder <laughs> that is so true yeah you think oh is everyone judging me it's like no they're all just worrying when no. they're judging them yeah exactly exactly so just be the one with, with confidence and if you do you know what if you're not feeling confident pretend just pretend you are and yeah. if you honestly if you stand a bit tall and put a little smile on your face then all of a sudden your body language changes and that will have massively affect how you feel.
Yeah. So just just go for it. The average lifespan is 4,000 weeks, right? This is what some of the stuff Ooh. I do in my keynotes. If I announce that to a bunch of primary school kids, they leap around the hall, punching the air in delight, you know, going, oh, that's like forever, 4,000 weeks. Yay, fantastic, <laughs> great news. But if I announced it to, a, to an adult audience, to your listeners today, you know, yeah. we're going to live for 4,000 weeks. There's a collective gulp across the internet, isn't there, as they listen to this. People thinking, oh, crikey, that's not a very big number. No, you know, when you're an adult, there's less, yeah. there's less punching of the air, isn't there? There's a bit more of a collective kind of well i've used a few yeah and i'm coming at it from the self-employed people because you might have people listening to this podcast i'm sure who want to be freelance but haven't dared do it yet yeah um, and i th- and i think it's that you know, we can wait for the perfect time and we can wait for the perfect situation and you will die waiting all right mm-hmm. there comes a point whereby you just have to kind of take a plunge and go for it and worst case scenario it doesn't work out you go back to getting a proper job right it's, you know you don't burn your bridges but quit waiting we're always making excuses to to kind of wait for the i mean brexit's a classic example if you're waiting for the perfect brexit deal to be happy you will actually die waiting because it isn't <laughs> going to happen so so it's uh, Positive psychology is less about trying to control the world. You know, for 40 years, I tried to control the world around me to make it, to mold it to fit me. And I realized that was pointless because the world isn't going to mold itself to fit me. What I have to do is be my best self mm-hmm. in the world as it is. And if I can step into being a better version of me, a more confident, more resilient, more passionate, more positive version of me, then actually I can navigate the modern world as it is. Not how I want it to be, because that isn't going to happen, but mm-hmm. I can certainly navigate it better and, and the, re- the real world for most people whether you're freelance or whether you've got a, a i call it a proper job is, <laughs> yeah, same. is the modern world is fast is relentless it is unforgiving uh, and it's highly competitive so it's not for the you know it's not for the uh, faint-hearted really and you we've talked a little bit about imposter syndrome there and that kind of thing are there any other things that that come up for you as a self-employed person that are perhaps the challenges in the fields department is there anything else that you sort of have that you would share yeah, with people? well it's a i think it's a general thing but freelancers as well particularly people just setting out saying mm. yes to everything you know taking taking low paid gigs to to just fill the diary is we end up putting our happiness off to some point in the future so what mm. uh, i describe it like like a happiness rainbow so so happiness is a pot of emotional gold over there somewhere at the end of the rainbow. So what we think is i'll be happy at the weekend i'll be happy when i fill my diary i'll be happy when i've started a pension i'll be you know i'll be happy on holiday i'll be happy when i retire relentlessly for those four thousand weeks we end up pursuing happiness it's over there i've got to earn it and pursue it and make it mine and that starts from young so in primary school you know the teachers tell you you'll be happy when you get your sats results and and then you go to big school you'll be happy when you get great gccs and then in work you'll be happy when you hit your sales target and really where i'm coming from is what if we've been looking for happiness in the wrong place and it's quite a big philosophical thing but what if happiness isn't actually at the far end of the rainbow what if it's right here right now but mm. we're really really bad at seeing it and i think freelancers will get if i go back through those examples what if it's the happiest kids that get the best sats results what if it's the happiest teenagers who get the gcse grades what if it's the happiest salesperson that gets the most sales and therefore what if what if as a freelancer being happy now is the key to your success so you don't it's not waiting 
to be successful and then I'll be happy. If you can manufacture some happiness and be happy right now, then that will massively improve your chances of success. So happiness is the starting point and not the ending point. And oh. if you believe that, which I firmly believe it to be, then actually what if we're looking for happiness in the wrong place and we're kicking it into the long grass? So what mm. positive psychology does, it brings you back to some very simple stuff around mindfulness and well-being and all sorts of little rules and thinking tips and tricks if you like that allow you to be a lot happier now oh that, i love that because it's almost like we have to give ourselves permission to enjoy being in the moment and i think with freelance life there are so many things that strive to stress us out as we speak we're looming towards the january 31st tax deadline and i think that's something that's really pressing for people we forget that we can be happy these things sort of come at us, don't they? And make us feel a bit unhappy. And then we think, oh yeah, when that's done, yes. we'll be happier. But actually there are things you can do well, day we, to day. There are. Well, the thing is we're all struggling with what's called busyness, B-U-S-Y-N-E-S-S. So you're busy with your diaries and your emails and you, you will be writing articles and blogs and doing podcasts and trying to get in here, there and everywhere. So yeah. you become really, really preoccupied with being busy. So we've all got a to-do list that's longer than your arm. But where I'm coming from is, and again, I understand that and the things get, unticked on there or not ticked because you haven't got time but mm. i'm less concerned about your to-do list and more concerned with what i call your to-be list and i think as a freelancer this becomes crucial because your to-be list is quite brave jenny because you have to ask yourself point the finger back at yourself and ask yourself mm. honestly and i mean honestly who am i being while i'm doing those things on my list right so am i being world-class am i being full of optimism and hope and energy and passion am i in this meeting am i being a pleasure to have at the meeting you know or am i being great ground down by uh, a tax deadline and a late train because honestly if you can be your best self on a more consistent basis right so, and that's a learned behavior pretty much mm. and it sometimes it's against the odds but you can learn it if you can be your best self on a more consistent basis it's amazing how many more things get ticked off your to-do list simply because you're more productive as a freelancer if you're going to meetings with clients and if you're you're whatever you're doing if you rock up to these meetings and you are the one who provides energy and solutions and passion and you're a pleasure to have, then that's you at your best. Business will flow from that because that is your competitive advantage. There are a lot of people in your marketplace, whatever you do, there's a lot of competition. If you can come alive on a Monday morning, the same energy on a Monday that you have on a Friday, mm -hmm. that is your competitive advantage. You are the difference. And therefore, it's not about, it's I'm not saying your products and services isn't important, but there's a thousand people who can deliver what you can deliver. Yes. But can they deliver it how you deliver it in, you know, by having the personality and the pizzazz and the something a bit extra. And that extra is you, basically. So bring the Friday energy on a Monday. I absolutely love that. Most people are trying to get through the week. It's called destination mm. addiction. So on Monday morning, most people's aim is to get through the week. Or you might have a holiday booked in three weeks and somebody says, how are you? Only three weeks to go. Yeah. Right? And what we're accidentally doing is counting our life away, wishing it away, counting it down. So what you're saying to yourself is, I'm guaranteed to be happy in three weeks because I'll be on holiday, but I've just got to get these three weeks of my life out the way third really i mean really we've only got four thousand i haven't got enough weeks left to be counting them down wishing them away so we're back to the moment back to now back to attitudinal choices that i can make upgrading myself yes. to be a better version of me and that's all you've got to do really because most people aren't doing that most people have defaulted to doing what's easiest which is slumping into work being a bit grouchy grumbling Low-level grumbling is the British way. You can join in with that if you want to be like everybody else. But if you want to be world-class and you want people to go, wow, you've got to dare to be different. Not stupidly different. Not mm. leaping in on Monday going, woohoo, don't those weekends drag. That'd probably get you bullied.
you don't get you bullied at work that's too happy but there is a nice medium of, of kind of do you know what being the energy and being the being the one who makes a difference oh Andy thank you so much the positivity is just radiating now I, I absolutely love it I think people are going to be really really into this episode because as you say this is going to work for people not just freelancers but people who are thinking about being freelance and aren't sure about whether they'll feel happy doing it and I think there'll be a real injection of positivity for them and with that in mind would you like to tell everyone where they can find you and your work and also your new book that you've got out yeah well i've got lots of books on amazon so if you put andy cope into amazon the books will come up there our website is artofbrilliance.co.uk which is really cool if you want any training or keynote talks um, and we're just doing brilliant schools as well so my big thing for the next 10 years will be getting positive psychology and well-being on the syllabus in schools because if you go in a british school at the moment then kids are falling over with anxiety and panic and stress and it's not right. So what we're trying to do is give them some tools and strategies so they can take charge of their own mental health or mental wealth, as we call it. So that's us. That's what we do. And, and um, I'm on Twitter. I'm a Twittery person. So at being brilliant on Twitter, I'll follow you back. Fantastic. Andy, thank you so much for joining me on Freelance Feels. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Freelance Feels, the podcast for humans who work for themselves. If you've enjoyed Freelance Feels, please do rate it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And if you would like to know more about Freelance Feels, you can head to freelancefeels.com or on Instagram at freelance underscore feels.